0: This is banging
1: on
0: the drum. This is banging on the drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and even more beautiful than it has been in the recent times here. For sure, uh, for sure, for sure. Welcome to episode 129 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, share if you would. Um, as always, I'm your host p Dog.
1: joined alongside our other host m Dog And m Dog. how are you feeling about the Packers after this weekend? I, so, I, I mean, I feel good, right, about the Packers because you get a win. Your defense is really good. I don't know that I probably feel like only slightly better than I did last week, though. Like last week, I still felt pretty positive about the way the team was headed. Yeah, no. And me, me as well. Like I've, I've accepted this you, season
0: like is going to be like a building thing. But like after last week, I was like, yeah oh, this isn't even that bad. Like I, I think there's just such like young mistakes still being made. And I know people are out there already being like, well, it's like eight weeks into the season. But even like yeah. Wicks fumble today. Like it doesn't seem like something like a veteran receiver does. I mean, it, it's raining, like whatever, like it's yeah. going to happen. But but I was like, these guys are going to fix these mistakes in the future. And that made me feel good.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I actually thought that that Wicks thing, like. 99% of the time, that is a ball bounce that goes out of bounce yeah. right, at that point. And so that's a bad ball bounce. Um, And it does seem like bad teams, probably the Packers, the way they're playing right now, get more bad ball bounces than they do good ball bounces, right? Or maybe it's the things you focus on. Yeah, right? it, I think it's that thing the Jack, Nicola, Jack Nicholson said, is like the
0: more you practice, and eh, the luckier you get type deal. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, maybe even just like, this is out there, but if you're like more of a veteran, you like feel that happening, you kind of maybe give it an extra tap or something to like, make yeah. it go or something but whatever it, it like, could happen to anybody as well
1: or because you have so many good plays in a game that one doesn't mean nearly as much to you right it's like oh okay you know like if Devonte adams has that play at some point in like his packer's career at the end of his packer's career we're all just like okay like is kind of what it is but when there's a comedy of errors but yeah. right, then, then you start pointing out errors that goes in the error, error category yeah and then i mean
0: jones fumbled too and so even our uh, two, yeah, yeah two times. even our vet was doing it yep. but went and sloppy out there but let, let's get to the the betting stuff first so just a quick recap of how the week went so mike is on an absolute heater after i gave him shit and you are five and oh this week you hit your uh um, your pounded game so you you yep. got that plus 300 so anyways you're plus 700 on the week uh which i think in total i didn't write it down yet but you would be something like negative 1500 so you'd be going from negative 22 last week to 1500 okay. with a shot at a perfect week and i was kicking around an idea of if you get a perfect week, maybe there'd be some kind of bonus. I know you were like, we always change the rules late, but I think there really yeah, should be no. something. There should be something for a perfect week. Like nothing, neither of us have hit the perfect week. So yeah, I don't think may, it, maybe, well, also obviously
1: the way we used to do it, there's almost no chance to hit a perfect week.
0: Yeah, definitely. It would have to be this year. If, if anybody, yeah. had, if you hit a perfect week last season, you should have legitimately been gambling. Um, right. But, but yeah, so Mike's still perfect. So you still have a shot to, what is a perfect week for us? So it is a thousand flat. So if you, if the Bengals and or the I'm bills, sure it's up not winning, 900.
1: If the yeah, Bills right. end up
0: winning for you, you get a plus 200. And then if I forget who you had the Chargers or Jets. Uh, I have the Chargers. So if the Chargers then cover, yeah, you would be plus a thousand. But anyways, you're whooping my ass this week. I'm going to concede defeat. Uh, I'm three and three, but I hit my pound game. So I'm plus 200 right now. So the best I could do is if you lose both your games, I could push with you. But you would still have the better record on the week. So, So I got one big game left. But anyways, here it is. Got it already yeah. prepped. Sorry, that, that might be a cheap thing that I do, Uh, but now that I'm using my wife's computer, it scares me to to <laughs> pop them open right in front of it and then get that. I, I will well, say, I, I give myself credit, it was one of my smoothest openings of a Sundrop shotgun. I've been yeah. much better as of late to pop them open now that I stopped using like a square fucking key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just having to punch it in it. I use it right this one and i yeah. went in gentle and like twisted i don't know there, i think i got a new better safer method it's definitely not uh as cool like of a party yeah track, it's just hitting it and right, then for going sure. for it but
1: i do think john
0: that's what that was john's go-to it was a knife as well yeah i think he was trying not to mess up his whole house as well so that was yeah that's
1: where i'm opening mine in the sink now but all right here i go all right it's so up it's going to town with it all right so i do want to throw out there that i think that i told pat that we couldn't take the packers like kind of at all during the geez that was very quick very quick i think crushed it yep um that we couldn't take the packers but i've decided against that and i actually think we should take them as either our double dog or as our pounded game of the week every week now because we have to keep the faith high i think <laughs> um in general where our faith is very high when it comes to the packers however like i think when i said that we couldn't put them in our betting stuff and our try to win money on them that just let the packers down and so
0: yeah yeah we definitely looked like we lost faith in them but yeah. let's get to this game so packers end up winning this game 20 to 3 and just kind of dominate this thing from front to back. But we're going to go through the yeah. scoring drafts real quick. Um, anyway, Packers recover a fumble. I'm trying to remember this one. Oh, this is when Owens punched out um, who he was playing because wh- – why was Owens playing again? Who was out? Um, can't remember Shoot. that off the top of my head. But anyways, it's Owens – Oh, not Savage. Savage isn't out, right? Yeah, I was. I think that was it. Um, so Owens in place of him, whatever, punches out a fumble. Packers get the ball at the Rams 41, and then this is the drive they capitalize on uh, a lot of Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, and then Aaron Jones, uh, what you call it, caps the drive off with the touchdown, uh, three-yard touchdown run, puts the Packers up seven to nothing. And then we got a whole lot of nothing for a while, uh, pretty defensive driven, lots of rain on the field. It did look like neither offense could really get it going. The Packers defense did not look like they were going to let shit happen, which is something I kind of want to touch on is because I feel like Quay has been like the guy but it definitely once quays out and it was just devontae
1: campbell doing it yep the buck might stop
0: at devontae campbell
1: uh yeah because so i think campbell's veteran leadership for the uh for the defense matters a lot a lot right and so it's probably gonna matter even more now that douglas is gone douglas is a pretty good leader i thought too so yeah but yeah so
0: then we get back into it lots of punts um rams end up getting field goal we go into halftime after we miss a field goal in the rain um,
1: I 50 plus like, yards. I think it was like 52 or something like that. I think it was 48, but whatever. 52, 48.
0: Um, however you want to put it. Uh, but then yeah, then we started out the second half. I want to say Nixon took back a kick real far. Uh, looked like Nixon of last year and early this year. Uh, caught it pretty deep. Looked good. Took it out. And then start off the drive. First play, Devontae Wicks gets the ball. 11-yard uh, play. Kind of reaches out for some extra yards. Uh, hits the ground and ends up fumbling. Ball bounces right into the Rams' arms. Uh, witherspoon. And Rams get the ball. So what looked like it was going to be a promising start to the second half uh, turned out to not be that great. But Packers defense stepped up like they did all game long, uh, forced the Rams to punt, Packers get the ball back again, and then Aaron Jones fumbles this one away. And the Rams have an opportunity score on that one, miss a field goal, put the Packers in pretty good field position. We go down, get a field goal at that point. It is 10 to three, lots more punts, turnovers on downs, things of that nature. We end up getting another field goal. Uh, to put us up 13 to three. And then the last one that one was, was off an interception too. Yeah. Big interception. Uh, Alexander tips the ball in the air. And then I'm trying to think who caught that one.
1: Uh, I want to say Anderson. it's not Anderson though. Johnson. Johnson. Yep. I knew mm-hmm. it was like a pretty common, like, yeah, Johnson comes up with the interception, which yep. seemed like it was a day for Alexander out there. He
0: had some big tackle stuff. Made that play happen. Very uh, good day. Right. Yeah. I and mean, if he
1: would have caught a couple more balls that he got his hands on, he would have really had an insane day yeah
0: yeah another punt and then then the packers go down had their probably best drive of the day uh eight play 72 yard drive capped off with finally getting a touchdown to musgrave puts the packers up 20 to 3 and that game's basically over at, at that point i flipped it over to red zone because i wanted to track some of them some of my bets i had going um but i don't know if you got anything for the last three two three minutes of that game but anyways an all-around Pretty damn good game from the Packers. I thought the play calling was like pretty clever for the most part. That touchdown to Musgrave was pretty sick. It was like a double fake to the sides and then end up hitting
1: it up the middle. Yeah. So I, I know everybody's kind of losing their shit about that one and going six to midnight on the play call there. But I wonder if it's not supposed to be a screen and that screen is covered up, right? They play it well. Yeah. They see what's coming. And then he has no choice but to look into the middle the field and Musgrave's kind of running that route. He's supposed to run in his wide open. But either way, even though, he- like I get that, but like, I do so, the play call looked cool as fuck right but i don't know if that's what i think they were supposed to throw it to jones there you think fake one way and then the i think it was like what a, like a fake reverse and then the, you're going to run the screen um the other way right try to get them moving in towards the reverse so you shouldn't be at, at the very least you shouldn't be in the flats out there where jones is at right and so you're going to throw that screen out there and then run it up the sideline and i think the rams just covered it well and he had to look into the center of the field and there was Musgrave sitting wide open and so you, you chuck it to him and Musgrave make, makes a good move I mean, it worked, right? That yeah. part is probably in there. Like if this ends up being covered, it should be covered. But if it is covered, like we're going back over the middle. And so it worked, it worked really, really well. I just think yeah. that everybody was like, that's exactly what was supposed to happen. I'm, like, I'm not sure. I mean, and I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know. It looked very cool.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't tell you either, but whatever it is, I mean, if that's your third read on that play, if it was legitimately, yeah. I definitely think one of the things was like uh, a fake or like yes yeah. direction yep. type thing but yeah, like doing the double misdirection and then up the middle, wide open touchdown, whatever, I'll I'll take an easy touchdown like that because it, it seems like the Packers, if, if they've been getting touchdowns or touchdown drives, they've been scratching and clawing for everything yep. that they've been getting this year. Um, but yeah, if we just get into some of the numbers in this game, so we always clamor for Jones to get the ball a little bit more. Sure shit, got the ball a little bit more. I think it helped uh, that it was raining and we weren't going to air it out quite as much. But even that being said, Love was 20 of 26 for 228 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, Love had a damn solid game. Jones, 20 carries, 73 yards. Um, want to throw his receiving stats and then he had four catches for 26 yards Um just, just a good all-around day I thought Dylan looked good for the most part he definitely did have a play he got stuffed on third or fourth and one but it must have been third and one
1: um, it's getting cooler and later in the year and I think Dylan does get better as the year kind of goes on Um, I would kind of like to see Emmanuel Wilson get a few more touches not that he's always going to have like this 30 yard run out at the end of the game or whatever but I think on third down like he could be your guy that you you know run that draw to because it seems like he's very explosive and very fast and kind of catches the defenses, you know, on their heels a little bit that all, they're not going to hand it off to this guy here.
0: Yeah. And he had a nice run. Uh, we got read the ball on some sort of end around where he had a nice run as well. Um, but yeah, everything seemed to be working. Um, I think so Mike and I are the kids that are doing our homework on the fly right now, but oh, yeah. I think we can get into like strengths. And I think play calling was definitely a strength in this game. It seemed like we were clever. I know Mike said last show, like, you know, you got nothing to lose. Like you might as well start trying to have some fun. And it looked like they tried to have some fun and go out there and call
1: some plays, uh, yeah i mean so even if that like i think it was like a reverse and then you go you're headed towards and then jones goes the other way with the even if that's just the play and you don't have the guy coming across the middle and it's a double fake and it's just a single fake like that's that's a pretty ballsy fake i think to like throw out there and so like if it is actually a double fake then they really are having fun and they're really putting some some shit together that i i enjoy and i hopefully they just continue to do that yeah, and you
0: need a lot of time to do that. And then when you're playing against Aaron Donald, granted, I couldn't. I'm assuming he was in on that play, um, but yeah, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, you're definitely going to have to have some confidence in your offensive line on that one. And uh, yeah, just patience for that that play to set up. But it it seemed like even other ways, um, I don't know. The rain definitely seemed to play in our favor. I would say uh, it doesn't hurt we were playing against a second string quarterback that really did not look like he, he's going to make it too long in the
1: in the league right now. But. Well, and so I think that they're on a backup running back as well. I don't think Henderson is. They're like traditionally their starter. Yeah. So they started the season with Akers and Kyron Williams, maybe. And so Henderson, you know, wasn't the plan to be the dude at running back either. Yeah. But
0: the Rams weapons, granted, when they don't have Stafford on the field. Uh, definitely tone it down a little bit. But like Cup is definitely, you know, a top 10 receiver. Nakua is one of the best rookie receivers in the league right now. And the Packers did a very good job of holding those guys to not very much with uh, Cooper Cup getting uh, two catches for 48 yards, Puka and again, three catches for 32 yards. Um, but yeah, then another strength is going to be our defense. Our defense just looked nasty. And it did look like we did something on third downs a little bit differently. Like where we weren't just giving them slack to catch something underneath. on them. like, we brought some heat. Um, it looks like God, it's hard to get like overly optimistic, even though I am. Um, uh, oh, yeah. but like, then you look back and you're like, yeah, we're playing the Rams and not only the Rams, like, but like you said, not only it's not their starting quarterback, not their starting
1: running back. So there are quite a few pieces down. Yeah, and they've been down a piece or two all year. So uh, Cup was out the whole first part of the year. So, um, but like they did not allow the Rams to run really at all on them. Their run defense against the Rams was very, very good. And I don't know if the Rams' offensive line is dinged up. Could uh, based on what I saw today out of the Packers, like could easily be dinged up. And that them doing anything productive is is good. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. I, so, I just think that the Packers' defensive line and really young guys on defense. Carl Brown stepped up and played. His name play. was just an awful. lot. Yeah, his name was popping out a lot. Carrington Valentin like had a real opportunity to pick one, and I think he just came like directly on top of the receiver instead of um, like in front of the ball, and he had to like jump around him to make the pass breakup. But um, it seemed like he had a good game. That Johnson is a rookie who got the pick, so he was yeah, and he's right like a at the s- right time six round pick kind of. I remember the draft after watching him
0: get picked because I'm pretty sure he's out of Iowa State. And Valentine oh that's valentine that's not a hard shirt. yeah or oh, okay whatever but i thought that guy was gonna be good after that but if we get into some of the team stats like this this isn't very usual for the packers so packers is dominant type of session 35 minutes to 25 minutes um packers have 21 first downs to the Rams' 10 first downs so they were just basically doing everything right uh one thing i mean we've already spoke to the the crappy fumbles and the crappy weather conditions but we did even it out we'd end up getting an interception and a fumble recovery as well but but yeah as a whole i would say fun play calling defense were great strengths in this game. And then I think you could say like our kick return game was pretty good again. especially uh, special teams.
1: Yeah. So uh even like I would say our return game in general because Reed had a pretty good one as well on like a sixty five yard boot. Like he almost like stopped and was like determining whether he was going to return it. Do you remember that return? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He kind of paused and it was uh it was just one of those things I was like, what are you doing? right because like it almost looked like he took a fair catch when nobody was within like thirty yards of him. And then he, he takes off, he has a pretty good return there. Nixon had that good return. So I think yeah. that's gonna be turning into a bit of a plus.
0: Yeah. And I think with Reed's, like you said, it was a huge punt. Like, I don't think he expected to like catch it, like going back the way that he did. And I think okay. once he did, it looked like he was like looking like, I mean, yeah, the, the outcook kicked his coverage big time where he's like, okay, I got time to think whether I go left or right. And that's a pretty yeah. cool thing to see like a rookie do, like not just like catch the ball. and am like, I'm going to like speed up as fast as I could, but like, where's, where's my best course of action on this return. Is how I felt. That's what he was doing when, um, yeah. when he was pausing there for a second. But yeah, it was weird. Like he paused for a good amount of time. Like it was, <laughs> yeah probably like
1: three, four seconds. Yeah. And so like, I think overall the game just went smooth. And really, I think a lot of our young players stepped up. Um, yeah. I mean, so offensively, you can say Musgrave definitely stepped up, right? Like you get that touchdown. He caught a couple of big passes to at least one other one. Um, yeah.
0: I could look at his stat line.
1: Dontavian Wicks almost looks like the best wide receiver on the team. Like week in and week out. seems like he's catching the most passes being open on route. So he did have a few like drops last week. It feels like, but, um, it feels like that's where the trust is most with Jordan Love is him between him and Wicks. And then, um, shoot. And Jen, Jaden Reed is right there too, right? Like, so he catches a lot of balls every week, does more than I expect every week for, a, for our like slot guy to do. And so I think the wide receivers from this class and maybe the pass catchers from this class are really stepping up right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you look at the rookies we had contributing, so Musgraves, three catches, Wicks, four catches, Dobbs, three catches. Oh, well, I guess Dobbs isn't a rookie, but uh, right. Reed, three, three catches. So what is that? 10, 10 catches, uh, take the Dobbs ones out. So yeah, 10 catches. Um, yeah. Huge, right. huge game by the
1: rookies in, yeah. in and then, war. and then we got rookies on the other side where Carl Brooks, name is called probably four times, at least in that game. Um, Johnson takes to the interception and then uh, Valentin had a pass breakup, at least one, if not two. And so the, the rookies are standing up and they're doing what they need to do. Now. I wonder if like, to some extent that Douglas trade, who I would imagine all the guys on the team can see he's playing out of his mind. And like is a leader of the team and he gets traded and maybe that's like just like a holy shit like nobody's safe yeah you know, i'm not safe like they just drafted me but i'm not safe being like you never know like the mindset that comes out of that trade i think it can wreck a team i think we watched it wreck a team in the brewers in the past like you trade a guy that has been producing and is a like a clubhouse favorite and a fan favorite with uh shoot now i'm gonna get the name will escape me right the closer
0: williams definitely
1: no josh Hader. yeah hater when they traded hater i think that wrecked the like clubhouse. oh yeah the kind brewers right? after that right and so like I think it can go either way, and I don't think like this is guaranteed. What's going to be long term, what it is, um, but it could be a thing that it's like uh, now I got an opportunity now, and like nothing say if I have to play at a higher level than I have been.
0: All right, I just got some fact checking that I just did. So I was right. John- Johnson is the one from Iowa State, the- and Valentine's from Kentucky. Anyways, but what I was thinking with this one, okay, is man, i been crazy. thinking. That. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, especially with the Douglas trade, is maybe like you know we're not going to want to pay him. Down the road, Valentine looks like he's gonna be able to fill in, especially in a season where we're you know, fringe playoff team would be pushing it. Best case scenario. Yeah, like pushing it. So so maybe it's like, hey, we're not gonna pay him. It looks like Valentine's gonna be our guy next year. So we're just gonna get him reps this year. Um something like that. Like a lot of things going into it is and I kind of think that's what happened with the haters thing is it's like, hey, we're not gonna wanna pay him anymore down the road. But whatever, we don't need to go down the the trade road so much. Um I appreciate
1: you uh checking me on that johnson
0: thing because i was certain sure it was found certain See, and i was pretty certain it, it wasn't yeah. and i haven't even looked at anthony johnson jr was the one from iowa state but now that i did yeah, sure i was right yeah, yeah i was i was right um uh yeah and then another strength is we, we kind of hit it before but jonathan owens had a pretty damn good game he ended up having eight tackles and a sack
1: uh forcing a fumble so good game from him uh, with savage being down so is mcduffie's pretty young too right linebacker uh, is isaiah mcduffie he's forced a fumble i think at one point had like a borderline sack as well yeah so he was drafted in 2021 so a couple years in okay yeah so
0: a little bit of experience there uh and a little bit of experience goes a long ways on this team so he's one of like, the wily vets on this <laughs> on this team with uh yeah. three years of experience but let's get into the weaknesses uh weakness that we still haven't overcome is just stupid fucking penalties and honestly like they didn't even feel like there were real penalties like i've yes, never they was seen rough. that so many times like guys just lining up offsides and i think it's because the announcer alluded to it uh that they didn't really call these ones in the past but yeah we just were lining up in the over the neutral zone pretty consistently in this game like anytime we had like a fourth and one
1: it felt like someone was lined up offsides you see and i don't think i've ever like heard of that being the case except for wide receivers in the nfl as long as you're not in front of the ball i've ne- like i don't even know if i've heard of it in like high school where they emphasize way different things right like getting the game right um we like as long as you're behind the ball i can't to me it doesn't make any sense to me like all you have to do is be behind the nose of the
0: ball yeah and then maybe it's just like a learning curve thing for us as fans as you sure guys as, as players like and then once once they're like oh shit they're they're really calling us for this bullshit uh we'll just clean it up because i don't think the way the packers were lining up on those was necessarily giving them an advantage in the situation to to get the play but i i really don't remember too many plays called dead that weren't false starts like false starts obviously you see that a lot yep. but just like the flag thrown uh, off, offside on the offense it just isn't a yep. penalty that's like in my lexicon
1: cuz well, yeah in my so like um <clears throat> I might have been like doing something. So we were in the kitchen for the first half, and my wife said, like, oh, it's offsides on the offense. And I said, or she said it was offsides. I said, Oh, that's on the defense then. Or like lined up in the neutral zone is what they called. It. And I was like, Oh, it's on the defense. Like I, that's the call for the defense. Yeah. Right. And then she's like, nope, they called it against us. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. You know, yeah. like but then once I saw it, like I get what they're saying. I understand it. But I'm not I'm not sure the purpose of that call. Yeah. Like, I think it's I don't get it. So the the Gary one, the Gary one where he was lined up, he was in front of the ball. Right, so Rashawn Gary, yeah, was yeah, in front of the ball, you could see that. The ones that they called on the offense, I don't get. Um, that being said, it drives me crazy that the Packers, who have probably run, I don't know, like six quarterback sneaks in the last, I don't know, twenty years, right? So Favre might have done them late in his career. Aaron Aaron Rodgers never fucking did those things, and so like they've run two ever, right? So with Jordan Love in the last, just today, and that's the team that's getting called, and not teams like the fucking Eagles and <laughs> who run it every fucking other down. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. It definitely feels like it's the attack
0: on the tush push play that. It does seem like it's going to be trending like that. They're going to try to get that out of the game. So I think they're trying to fix it as good as they can right now because yeah. they
1: just don't want those like fourth and shorts to just always be first downs. Um, but but they're not. So like when other teams run it, it doesn't work. The the Eagles have it like really really good, really well done, right? And for other teams, it doesn't work. It's just so it, it, it would probably be the same if like Mike Vick was running the QB sneak. Right. Yeah, if if, if Atlanta had chose to do it in the early two thousands, like they would have just ripped them apart. Yeah, dominated that play. Another, like, Dante Culpepper, Cam Newton. I feel like they yeah, did some of Cam the, Newton
0: quite a bit. They probably did. Some of these guys that are just, like, superb, superb athletes, right? That would have been, like, Tim Tebow's, like, main column right. right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he was a backup quarterback right now, you would just put him in to do that. I'm surprised
1: the Saints would Taysom hill don't do that more often. Or maybe they do, and I'm just not paying attention to the Saints as much. Yeah, yet. and so, like, maybe there's, like, an opportunity for, like, Dylan to take snaps. Yeah. I mean, maybe Dylan's not a good example because he's, like, not always the guy that, like, pushes the pile. But, I mean... Or like a Rashawn Gary. Like, all right, you're taking the snap. Give us first down. Like super athlete, uh, Lucas Van Ness, like just. Yeah, just big ass dudes. Uh, yeah, I get A the big dude guy. that's super athletic, right? So like your tight ends. Uh, so Musgrave or Kraft can probably both run like ridiculously fast and get that defensive ends are in the same boat. Um, and then they're like, the ends are probably even more like physically gifted than like a tight end is would be my assumption. So just get that guy to take snaps. And then,
0: I don't know. I think, I think you've said it before, but loves a big ass dude. Like you oh, yeah, don't really yeah. need to to right, change yeah. that one um oh. but anyways so we did strength weaknesses what are we missing opportunities some
1: threats, yeah so uh so that like opportunities i guess i mean we can clean up all those things and then our opportunity is still to just like kind of do wacky shit right so that double fake over the middle the musgrave like we could run 15 plays like that every game and yeah be, I mean, and i wouldn't care at all it's, even if they like ended up being crappy at least i know you're like trying to be innovative Yeah, and it just can be a fun season for the rest of the season. I mean, we got the
0: Steelers up next, so that's a fun team that's not like super dominant. That you know you can test some fun things out on, see see where you're at. And their defense
1: is good enough that like it's different than what the Rams show us today.
0: Yeah, and then at the end of the day, it is what it is. We're kind of in that sweet pocket. Like, where if we lose, I mean, I think Mike and I are probably the Packer fans that are like, no, you just try to win every game, like more so than than any other. But if you lose, you know, maybe you can say, okay, we get a better pick out of this, which I don't love that, uh, especially like where we're going to be picking. But if you win, you got a young team that's learning how to win and. I think that's like way more valuable than a draft pick is these guys to start being confident and being like, hey, we can do what these other guys can do. Because sure, I'm even sounding even more optimistic after this week because we went out and handled the team like how we should handle a team. In shitty weather, we ran the ball better than them and then we knew they were going to have to run the ball and we fucking didn't let them do it. So it was just very promising to see our talent was leaps and bounds better than another team's talent. And if you can get those guys confident winning some games down this stretch, they're going to be good. And I already think they're going to be good. I haven't really lost anything from after watching love play that game against the bears because even some of the throws he's making today to the outside he's he's starting quarterback caliber like he's not afraid to rip it out the sidelines and he's got a fucking gun too when he does it like he's got yeah. all the tools there and then he's got to sit behind quite possibly the smartest quarterback of all time to learn from right him. so yeah. you know so i'm i'm very high on this practice team yeah shit this might not be our year but i think this the talent's loud um joe berry cleans some stuff up we stopped making penalties our young guys stopped dropping the ball
1: this team could be what, we're three and five right now like we
0: probably should be 500 yep. and we could be five and three i would say
1: so let, let's go back there quick because my personal belief on the like confidence issue is that that plays a huge role in what you do throughout the entire season even in the nfl and people think like oh that's bullshit like players are players and but like i think when you talk about great players what do they always talk about is like their level of confidence never changes right like oh yeah fuck that one up i'll be back that ain't no big deal right like short everything you, you just fucking like great kickers you just kick it right like oh i miss that one okay going to go out and kick it again. Um, but so like if we go back and look at it. We beat the bears. We get up on Atlanta. Yeah. Right? Piss that, that one, one piss away. Piss that game away. Like, in a, I don't know like who you blame it on, but you piss that one away, right? You win that game. And then like your mindset starts going like, oh man, we're fucking really we're good. And then you go the games. saints, you get down early against the saints and you come back and you fucking beat them. Right. And then you're three and all. And like your confidence because you were down and you come back, like that changes things. And I think, I think that Atlanta game, like in the one score games, like maybe you don't come out and beat it. Detroit just because your confidence is higher you're still very young Detroit's a pretty good team you might not beat Detroit but I think these one score games you probably are coming away with if you have just a slightly higher level of confidence yeah you definitely could flip the script on it yeah yeah so I think the opportunity is vast uh in this team so yeah and I'd like to just say that in reality like we are five or yeah five and two instead of or what do we have eight games in we're eight games in yeah we're three and yeah, we're, yeah we're probably six and two really I mean so like that's what my record is. Really. it's <laughs> like the LeBron James doesn't have any championships right yeah yeah, spin, those- spin it yeah like oh
0: if this guy hit this shot or yeah. if ray allen didn't hit a three yeah. in the corner or something shit like that and yeah, he doesn't right.
1: win the championship so that one doesn't count so none of our none of the Packers' <laughs> losses
0: count except right. for you
1: know
0: so. the detroit one so yeah we, we've only six, lost one. six seven one we're seven one yeah we probably should have beat the vikings too <laughs> but all right so last thing we'll just go with threats um not being able to clean up these penalties would be a big threat and then my big thing is the receivers being made of glass like um i hate to say it and i He'll be said it early but, last year and then it didn't pan out that way either though so. yeah but christian watson i mean he came back he only had one catch it was a big catch where he had to come back for the ball and stuff but he catches the ball and he goes down and it seems like dude every time christian watson gets hit there's something like uh i think riley or our dog our old correspondent uh sent us the text that he was in like the concussion protocol i wasn't really online too much uh on my phone today to, so to see all like that
1: a, it was like a back neck and concussion protocol like that's yeah. what rap or whoever it was tweeted out so yeah craziness but all in all
0: great game uh pittsburgh noon next week should be another good one fun one see where the packers are uh we are going to be in pittsburgh so that'll be a little bit different um so yeah we'll see how it goes i think the packers have a good
1: shot at this mike
0: if you had to guess the line uh what, what do you think the lines to come out to be i'll see if it's even out yet
1: i assume the packers have to be dogs in this and i assume it's probably by four maybe I'm five gonna, it's a in pittsburgh so i'm gonna go with five
0: i'm gonna go with three and a half and see if it's out yet because i think packers tend to get like lines a little more
1: favorable it's three but minus it's three Wait, the Packers, okay, Pittsburgh is minus three. All right, so I, I have a theory on gambling stuff, and I didn't I looked at it a little bit today, but I think the three-and-a-half game, they're begging you to take the dog in that game. Yeah, if there it, is if, something that I would have to... If like, a game is at, like, seven-and-a-half or eight, they're begging you to take the dog in that game. Yeah, definitely. They're trying to get the dog right, instead of money. It being at, instead of it being at seven, which it could easily end up being a push, right? So, like,
0: yeah, I came up with a dumb theory, is I lie. think Packer fans are too loyal. So this is the only reason why I didn't make the Packers my pound-it game. This week. So Mike went out, made it his founded game. And I think we both looked at that line and we're like kind of out of the loop a little bit that the Rams were as nicked up as they were. I don't know. I I was a little bit until I started looking at the game this week. I knew knew about
1: Stafford. That was the only one I knew. Okay.
0: Um, But I was like, that line does not look like one that the Packers are going to cover. So everyone's going to be betting on the Rams. But I just think Packers betting fans are very loyal. Like there's guys like us that just put their money on Packers. Like no matter what. Doesn't matter. So like the Packers lines never tend to get too out of hand because they just know people are going to put the money on them regardless so right that's that is my theory behind it but you ready to move on to the piss poor game of the week piss poor yeah. game of the decade maybe so, uh, so two decades they we have not lost to indiana in two fucking decades that that can't be true right that, I think that's what they said
1: right at the end of the highlights i was watching Just i think now.
0: that's in bloomington but covid year what? i can't remember if we didn't play indiana but indiana was like ranked like eight in the country that year and i think oh, okay. i think they might have got wisconsin in madison that year I, I didn't fact check that one but i think it's in bloomington we haven't lost to them uh but anyways we'll uh Uh, Did we bury the lead? Is that what that's called? But anyways, Packers or Badgers lose 20 to 14 to in in Bloomington. Wow. I'm fumbling through my words now. And I would say the story of this game is Indiana came out hot early. Uh, They scored on their first drive, Uh, go into halftime. I want to say up 17, seven and the Badgers end up winning the second half, seven to three. If that makes any sense, I'm probably confusing people now, but long story short, the Badgers started slow. Indiana started fast. Badgers completely dominated the second half but just could not finish the drives. And that's that's where it stood. But if you've been paying attention to the Badgers this year, Malusi's out, Raylan Allen was out. We're pretty nicked up going into this game. Still not a game that we should lose. I want to say the Badgers were 14-point favorites still in this game. Uh, and yeah, we lose just a piss-poor game where if you're not a brand new coach putting in a brand new scheme, you're going to get some hot water starting to boil under your ass if you lose this game and you're any other coach. But I don't think that that should be the case. I mean, maybe I made it sound like that, but I am. Patience is a virtue. We're going to see how this plays out. We did have some really sweet plays in the game. Uh, One to Pauling. I can't remember the big touch. It wasn't to Pauling. It was to Bryson Green. Uh, Had a 54-yard touchdown catch in that one. Um, And I mean, we were hitting shit out of the quarterback in the second half. I thought we were going to have more than two sacks, but we only end up with two sacks. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know. I was passively watching this one for the first quarter because I was out. um, Just had it up on my phone. Right, But from what i seen when I sat down on my couch and watched basically the, sec- the whole second quarter through the end of the game is like, it looked like the Badgers should have won this game. We just can't finish drives right now. And I think Braylon Allen being out, I mean, no shit
1: is, was a big issue in, in finishing. Or drives it, right. So like, you got to have a top caliber running back. One of the two.
0: Yeah, and so yeah. I, I went back and
1: looked. you were right about the, uh, so the COVID year, they lose to Indiana. They lose this year to Indiana. So Indians got two in a row. Um, previous to that, they hadn't beat us since 2002. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, those, we don't play them every year, but like 2002 yeah. was the last time they
0: beat Yeah. Pretty rough loss in that one. I'm going to look into the team sets a little bit, but like we were getting uh, Jackson Aker and then Cade Iacamelli going a little bit um, where we were giving them some space where they were runs that like Braylon Allen tends to turn, you know, a six yard run into like a 30 yard run. So it yeah, definitely yeah. did look like the offensive line was doing all right in, in giving the running backs a little bit of space, but our running backs are pretty raw and I mean, going from you know, a top five running back in the country to a, a guy that's, you know, new. Uh, I don't I don't know how young Haker and things are. So he's a sophomore. Um, and I don't know,
1: Giacomelli, uh if he's a freshman or, yeah, he's a freshman. So And Yakamelli, like I saw a couple runs from him where he got like, it's almost like he ran into the back of his offensive lineman a little bit, right? Instead he, of finding that hole, he just ran hard straight forward. And like, that's okay. Like he's going to have to adjust out of that in, in order to like go to the next level, even on this team. But I'd rather have a guy that just kind of, Runs hard, right? Yeah.
0: And Wisconsin, so like just looking at the team stats, we outgained Indiana three hundred forty-four to two hundred and sixty-one. Uh, but the big one that uh tends to turn most games is Wisconsin turned the ball over twice, two fumbles, uh, and Indiana took care of the ball. And that's kind of the story of the game. And then Wisconsin just not being able to finish drives, because uh, other than that, it was as big ten west of a game as you can get. Um I'm trying to look at who our fumblers were, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. So whatever. Yeah. We lost two fumbles. Right. Didn't get any turnovers. Also Pauling fumbled and Yacamele fumbled and yeah, we lost, we lost that game. I, I one don't know. Of those,
1: you, one of those was like to lose the game, I believe too. Right. So we were driving, I shouldn't say we were driving, but we had the ball with a minute 20 left down six. And, uh, I don't remember which guy fumbled, but one of them did.
0: Yeah. So that would probably be Yacamele fumbling when we were down 14 to 17. Um, but yeah. The, oh no, no, you're right. It was Pauling on the last drive of the game. Look at you, Mike? Well, uh, yeah. So I mean, so I did hear that at the very least. So, yeah. And I mean, you went back and watched watched the clips there, but, but yeah, just a disappointing game. I don't have like too much to take away from it. I think Brainlock still looks serviceable as a quarterback. Uh, him being as young as he is, I'm still very excited for him. Uh, uh, he yep. was 21 of 41, 243 yards, two touchdowns. The offense busted out some big passes, which we're not very used to, but it does look like something that's coming in the near future. Um, and then I don't know how long. Brayden Allen's out for or Braylon Allen's out for, but I don't know if he's doing the I'm gonna hang it up like this season's kind of a lost cause type deal. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Like I'm assuming he'll probably come up, but I think I think I would be even crazier than I already am
1: if I thought we still had a chance at winning the uh big time west after ah, man. That'd be it would be wild <laughs> if they did. It'd be very wild if they did.
0: Yeah. But I mean it is it is definitely a crapshoot there. I think. I think it is tied up, but Wisconsin's just lost too many to like the people that are important, such as Iowa. And yeah, cause I want to say Iowa went out and beat Minnesota like three to nothing or something like that this week. And, and yeah, it's, it's just that season for the Badgers. I think yeah. I've been enjoying watching them. still. so I think yeah. if you just go in there, like no
1: expectations, kind of get ready to take a nap, like just at the end of the first quarter and Why up at the beginning or the middle of the third quarter? And then you're like, man, this team looks good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, I mean, for Wisconsin football in general, like just snooze the fucking first half, let it go and like (laughs) come into the second half. You're gonna be like, man, these teams aren't bad. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Yeah. But if you uh, can, if you can like avoid looking at the score, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's the way to do it. Uh, We are going to bring a bucks guy on. I keep telling him every week. So he gets prepared every week, but I don't follow up with him (laughs) to go over, to go over the buck stuff, but we'll do a quick, I was doing a quick recap. I've got to see two games front to back. Um, last game that I got to see front to back was versus the Knicks in the first game of the in season tournament. I can't remember if that's what they call it there, but they the came, N- I think it's the NBA cup. Yeah, but they, they kept referring it to like the in season tournament. And I always want to call it the mid season tournament, but I think it's the in season tournament. Yeah. So anyways, if you
1: haven't heard about this, so it's a pool, I can't remember exactly who's in the Bucks pool, but I'll make our, uh, guess. so the, the bucks pool consists of the bucks, the Knicks, the heat, the, uh, I want to say bullets and it's not the bullets wizards, the Hornets, wizards and the Hornets. Um, but I'm confused now because so they played the Knicks. Makes perfect sense. You should be just playing all the guys in your pool, right? But now right. they got the Nets. So the Nets who are not in their pool are their next game. Yeah. It make any sense to me. So I think that's how it goes with soccer. So our dog would
0: have been a good one to have on for this because it's like FA Cup games. like They're in the middle of your season, but they're not necessarily all in a row. So, so it'll be like, fr- this is just me knowing a little bit about soccer and how their in-season tournaments work, which is a very little amount that I know about that. So I don't think it's going to be like back to back to back. There's going to be four in-season tournament games. What your records are in those games is going to bump you into the knockout round. So I think it's the winner of each each pool and then plus one wildcard team. And then they're going to be playing in Vegas. And I want to say that the in-season, mid-season tournament is like the championship's December 9th. So early December, That I think there'll be a break from the season except for the teams in that. And then they'll, then they'll play them back to back to back or whatever whatever it is.
1: Okay, I don't, like, I'm not sure that I enjoy this, right? I think I'd rather have like a real tournament style where not, a, I shouldn't say that, not a, like a real tournament, because this is real tournament, I understand that. Uh, like I like the pool play, right? But I think every team should go into like some sort of knockout rounds, right? Where like these teams just go in and they play shittier teams. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, so like the knockout rounds should all come. And so like basically like you should have a championship and then a, like a like a shit sandwich. Yeah, bowl.
0: a shit bowl. I do kind of like the idea of shit bowls. I think that- right? And so
1: like that shit bowl, like if you lose the shit bowl, you can't have the first overall pick
0: i i love that like i love the idea of making a tournament for the first overall pick but i think that should be more of an end so of but like it's it's so
1: hard because like oh so you're saying just take like the top lottery teams yeah all the people who have a chance to win the lottery that but then i'm like a betting thing that you have to cover your games too or something like that i, I don't know exactly like that, that's how you advance as you cover because there's going to be a team like the worst team in the league versus like the 14th team in the league it's a different thing right so like 15 wins to 40 wins somewhere in there and so like you just gotta cover so if you get like I don't know if the Spurs who are like 40 wins and then you get the Pistons who have 15 wins. The Spurs no, have to cut co- like a, so. a certain number. So I think, I think
0: if you do it that way, like your mid teams are going to get better faster. So then they're not going to be in the tournament to do that. So I think it, the, the problems of it would fix itself. So sure. If you have a good team that just made the miss the playoffs and they go and, and dominate everybody, they get the first round pick. Then next year they're going to be in the postseason, and then next team up, next team up, next team up. And I think it'll more filter than when you get a Zion Wilson, Williamson going to New Orleans who doesn't have a shot in hell to, to make a playoff. Well, I mean, they kind of did, but
1: uh, well, if he would play, they probably have a much better shot. Yeah, at the
0: playoffs. that was a bad example, but, but you just <laughs> one of those players that is super good and it just goes to like a super shitty team and then yeah. nothing ever fa- falls in line. But anyways, let's get the bucks here. So they're three and two on the season. Um, I'm trying to think of the games that I've seen. So it was the Sixers game and then the next game where Dame came up big in both of those games already uh, yeah. at the end of this Knicks game the, the bucks were kind of pissing it away. It looked like it was gonna get out of hand or not out of hand. But like, it looked like we were gonna run into the issues that we've ran into in the recent past where we just don't have a guy that can score at the end. And Dame scores six, seven points in a row in five seconds, like to put us through. So it definitely, definitely the trade has worked how, uh, we wanted it to so far, but I will say we did really get, go out and get rocked against the Hawks. We lost one twenty seven to one ten. Which I don't have too much input in that, but I'm curious to see how it was going to go because I was doing this one day and then I got distracted and didn't get to go back and watch all of them. And then we got uh, our shit pumped by the Raptors as well, one thirty to one eleven. But like I said, we'll get K9 Kylon next week because I want he went to the opening game um, and he just he's one of those weirdos that the NBA is his number one thing. So he he definitely likes to he doesn't he doesn't sleep on the Bucks until the Packers season's open over like like we kind of do, but yeah for sure, but that's all i got for the episode mike i don't know if you got anything more you want to touch on
1: nope just that we appreciate you and we uh enjoy that you listen so keep it up subscribe go on youtube i feel like i look at youtube numbers way more than i look at the actual podcast numbers. so
0: that's because we get better numbers on the youtube thing i think it's just more people like get tricked into clicking on them
1: yes keep getting <laughs> oh. tricked oh we love it so yeah
0: yeah no we love you guys we appreciate the support um like share our stuff we're gonna keep getting better and all oh, suckers that doubted the Eat my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers king. Eat my shoals. Nah, nah, nah. Eat my shoals.